The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. D ready and yeehaw, John Cadell are with <laughs> us for the music spot tonight as ever. The only reason I did that was we had a very excited Pamela Joyce in here last night and an equally excited Ben Finnegan having been to Garth Brooks. And it turns out that, John, you actually went in the end. You went last Friday, so how was it for you? I did. I really, really enjoyed it. Now, you said last uh, Tuesday that if I was given a ticket, I wouldn't refuse. I wouldn't be the biggest Garth fan in the world, but I also am into Iginham. I wouldn't yeah. be snobby about him. Um, it was great. The atmosphere was fantastic. It was the first night. So, I mean, the, the pent-up demand and excitement for Garth in Croke Park on Friday evening was palpable. Um, he came on about eight o'clock. Um, the crowd were with him from like from the word go, obviously. Um, played all the songs I knew, which was quite uh, not 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 many. Ray Foley knew practically every word of every song. Um, he was sitting beside me, so I, I had uh, two lead vocalists in the stadium. Um, <laughs> How but did just, Ray sound? Uh, not as good as Garth, but almost Seriously? there. Uh, he can hold a tune, yeah, Funny. yeah, yeah. Um, but just looking around and, you know, everybody was just smiling. It was just a great positive feeling in the whole stadium. And Garth was like, we were counting the number of times he cried. I think it was six times he cried on Friday. And just, you know, just outpouring of love. But you actually look cheerier than you normally do. It's actually lasted this antidote to your normal mood from Friday I through think, to Tuesday. I, I think it has. It's, you it's should a, go to more gigs, John. I, well, I should go to more gigs. Um, yeah, so it was just it was a, just a great night out. And if, you're, if you've not yet gone, but you're going, you're absolutely in for a treat. Are there tickets available for the weekend? That I don't know. There were suggestions I heard that you could actually pick up singles, but... Who goes as a single? I suppose maybe what happens if people were buying tickets in odd numbers, threes or fives mm. or whatever, then you end up getting sort of single tickets left and on or at the end of rows or whatever. Possibly, yeah. You're not standing on the pitch, no? Standing, on the, standing pitch. on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if those tickets are available. Okay. We had an enormous amount of people getting in touch on last Friday's programme offering tickets for sale, right. which I presume is because tickets that have been bought a long time ago and now people couldn't afford to come to Dublin yeah. for the accommodation yeah. and the yeah. various other costs that are involved. Because it is remarkable that, what is it, 85% of the tickets were bought from people outside of Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it, one in five people in Monaghan or is it... Has actually yeah, I believe so. yeah, yeah, Monaghan and Tyrone huge turnout from both of those That's counties. Amazing. But you know, he does like he does exactly what you would expect. You know, he he does the show. He's like eternally grateful to be here at last. Um, the crowd were just eating it up. He had everyone in the palm of his hand. Like it's it's you know it's a cultural phenomenon, and even inside in, in today FM in the office, like people of all ages raving about him. He does have that appeal from like from very, very young people to to people over 80, 90. He's like and universal. Like I, I live near enough to Croke Park and you could see that in the crowds of people going down. Yeah. There was every generation yeah. and everybody looked so yeah. excited. And a lot of Stetsons. A lot of Stetsons a lot of and Stetsons. cowboy boots. Yeah. A lot of them, yeah. You see, cowboy boots are in, are in fashion at the moment anyway, John. Oh, I knew that, so you yeah. might not have, yeah. Oh, I knew that. You did yeah. know that. Yeah, okay, I didn't wear mine. And Westlife <laughs> are going to do two Christmas shows at the Three Arena. Westlife yeah. have done a lot of big open-air stadium gigs in recent years in Ireland, haven't they? Yeah, which which makes... like They've they've called these two intimate Christmas shows in the Three Arena, which to me sounds funny just because how intimate can you be in the Three Arena, but... Well, I suppose when you're used to selling out stadiums, for them it's intimate. 
all right, okay, mm. fair enough. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. But still, it's like it is, it's the largest kind of enclosed. True, yeah, yeah. Place that we have. I mean, for me, intimate would be more Vicker Street, but. Yeah, mm. that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be brilliant. Like it's called the Home for Christmas um, shows. They're going on sale uh, this Friday on September 16th at 9am. So I'd say people will be... A lot of early Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah. 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 Big time. Dermot and Dave giving away tickets for two and uh, meet and greet with them as well on Friday. But that'll be another great nostalgia hit. Absolutely yeah. it will, yeah. But haven't nearly everyone who's wanted to see Westlife as a nostalgia hit in recent years had the chance to see them either in, was it Croke Park or the Aviva they played uh, and down in yeah. Parky Cueve well, Cork? My missus went to Parky Cueve and Cork. Um, she brought her daughter with her and wants to go now to the Three Arena just because they were so good. And it is really clever the way they're doing it because it's called the Home for Christmas tour or gigs and they are actually on December 20th and 21st. So if you were buying somebody a ticket as their Christmas present, that's... That's that sewn up there now before Christmas Day. I told we have some Westlife music to play. A snippet of Hello My Love. Now I found someone with all the boxes that I That's a bit of Westlife and the uh, intimate gigs at the Three Arena to be played in the week before uh, Christmas. Britney Spears, though, Dee, says she'll probably never perform live again. Yeah, and fair play to her. I mean, given everything that she's been through over the last ten and a bit years, she's basically said that the her last tour, which was the cir- circus tour, which was about 10 years ago, ironically named, given all that we know mm. now. Um, but she just said it was a hellish experience. Uh, her performances were horrible. I was a robot. Uh, it was demoralising. Um, and she said, you have to understand, it was 15 years of touring and doing shows. Um, and she just doesn't want to put herself through it again. And I just think fair play to her. Yeah. I mean, if she's if she's earned the right, she has earned the right to do she whatever uh, she wants with her life now, having been under that conservatorship for 13 years. But you'd wonder, I mean, she was doing those shows under duress. She was doing it under medication. Um, she, she had the conservatorship. You'd imagine that if she did make the decision to go out again, things would be very, very different. Well, okay, this but, is but it. This and I think not- if she changes her mind... Her mind, It'll her be, fans yeah. will will absolutely be out in droves to buy tickets. I know I would, but if she doesn't want to do it, yeah. then fair enough. It's, it's not raised wider questions about the demands that are maybe play, mm. placed on mm-hmm. many artists to do too many gigs yeah. in too many different places too quickly in succession. So we have Sam Fender, for mm. example, yeah. who's now... Uh, taking time off the road. Yeah, he's uh, cancelled some dates with Florence and the Machine. Um, he's all, all dates for the next couple of months. He has cancelled to look after himself. He said he's been he's had a lot of uh, upsetting stuff happen to him, which he just hasn't had the literally hasn't had the time to deal with. So he said, for the sake of his own mental health, he's he's going off the road. Um, I presume this is a lot of it is dictated by the concert organisers or tour organisers who want to get as many gigs in as possible in as quick a period of time for the roadies and all the rest of it. So they don't want too many layovers and gaps between, but they don't want to be paying them. 
Yeah, I guess so. But I also think as well for for musicians, it, it, there's probably more money to be made in touring than yeah. there is necessarily in people streaming your your musical content. Um, but at the same time, I've always personally, I've always found it weird because being a, a, a great live performer and being a great musician aren't mutually exclusive. And like yeah. you, you know, in acting, you have people who can have wonderful careers just on stage as theatre actors. And then you have other people who have brilliant careers as, as film or yeah. TV actors. And I, I think it's, it's, it's almost an unfair ask of musicians that they should be able to do both. Well, I mean, I think maybe not so much now, but certainly years ago, you were like worked to within an mm. inch of your life. And even the likes of BTS, you know, in, uh, in, in Korea, they were like worked and worked and worked to the point where they've actually, as far as I know, they've, they've taken a break now. They've actually, because they're just exhausted. Um, and even in the likes of the girl groups, like the Spice Girls and the Sugar Babes and All Saints, they literally had their next six months laid out for them. Yeah. At least. What a way to live. Yeah. There's some very interesting comments coming from listeners. Patton Dublin says, last Friday evening was the best atmosphere in Dublin for over 25 mm. years, even though I was not going to the gig. Yeah. Well done to Garrett Brooks for that. So this is presumably yeah. all around the streets, around yeah. not just Croke Park, but in the city centre as well. And other listeners saying there's absolutely loads of seated tickets in pairs currently on Ticketmaster okay. if you want to go. A few text messages along those lines saying you can get it. Another listener though says, John, stop lying. He heard Ray Foley singing along to Garth on the radio yesterday yesterday and his ears were bleeding as a result of that. <laughs> Poor Ray. Well, maybe, maybe it was just interference I heard. <laughs> Another one says, I see Robbie Williams' new album without selling the entire top 10 combined in the UK for his 14th number one, mm. overtaking Elvis as the most number one albums for a solo artist in history, as presumably in the UK. Is it just me or is it very surprising how popular he still is? No, his songs no. are like his songs are some of the, the standards, the, the oh, yeah. contemporary standards. I mean, like his, his, the stuff he did with Guy Chambers yeah. is uh, obviously, well, to my mind, it's his best work. But like as a teenager, I absolutely loved yeah. those two albums. Yeah, absolutely. Des from Dublin says, Garth's a true pro and I was on the pitch, which was the best all around. I saw and met him 30 years ago. He's a true pro, but it was the 80,000 Irish crowd that made it. Bula boss for bringing it together, but as for the man, just that a man with a great following. Hats off to the Irish crowd, says Des in Stetson's Dublin. off. I still managed to get perturbed because he did a version of Billy Joel's Piano Man, but he did it with a guitar and I was like, mm, missing the point, Garth. Fair. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, he didn't stay in Kerry after all. After John Gibbon, maybe he listened to John Gibbons giving out about the use of the private jet to fly up and down to Kerry and decided to stay in Dublin after all. Yeah, he's in the Merion, isn't he? Yeah, the penthouse right. suite in the Merion Hotel. Yeah, and yeah. he's in a COVID bubble. Yes. But that being said, he still took time to, like he was, he did a couple of things for fans around Dublin, like he was down in Portland, like in a playground off Portland Road doing yeah. like a little uh, off the cuff sing along there song, with people, yeah. which was deadly by yeah. the looks of stuff yeah. on social media. Yeah, he went down to the University of Limerick as well and did a bit of work with the Munster Rugby team. Yeah, nice he'll, <laughs> he'll be getting the freedom of the city next. Yeah, he's been around quite a bit. Okay, um, another listener says, I went by myself last minute on Saturday, says Kira. Had a seat ticket in the Cusack, but ran around to the Hogan to join friends over there. No Brilliant. issue. Great night. That's the thing. I mean, I didn't want to say it earlier, but the crowd seems genuinely so warm, so happy to be there that I'd say if you were stuck, uh, you know, far away from your pals, other people would scooch up to make ah, room yeah, for you. It seems like that's yeah. that kind of crowd. Oh, there's heresy here. Did Garth lip sync some of the high tempo numbers? Not that I saw. 
Um, I would, but I wasn't looking out for it. So would I don't, it matter? Well, you know, aesthetically, or uh, I suppose I, I wouldn't like to think that he was, but it didn't matter on the night if he was. Pick of the week, John. What are you going for? Well, I'm going for somebody who's much missed. Um, the older I get, the more I miss this dude. It's Joe Strummer. Uh, in the late 90s and early noughties, he formed a band called the Mescaleros and released three albums in quick succession, 1999, 2001, and posthumously in 2003. Uh, rock art in the X-ray style, Global Agogo and Streetcore. They've all been um, gathered together along with a bonus disc of previously unavailable tracks. And um, it's called Joe Strummer Zero. Zero three, uh, the Mescaleros, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and three, and it's you know Joe back to his best. Uh, he'd been in the wilderness for a few years, and we're going to take a track from Rock Art and the X-ray Star. This is the uh, the song that made me buy the album. It's Forbidden City. Don't Strummer with the Mescaleros but if you were telling a person coming to music now mm. to find out about Joe Strummer would you say the Mescaleros or go to the Clash? Oh you'd have to go to the Clash you'd nominate albums if I was saying to somebody uh, experience the work of Joe Strummer I would give them the Clash's first album London Calling and probably Streetcore from uh, the Mescaleros yeah I mean you, you, oh, no, I'd, do, I'd make them a playlist or a mixtape that's what i do but I mean the guy was okay he fronted one of the most I don't want to say important, it sounds po-faced, but one of the, certainly one of the most influential bands who have ever existed. Um, ever exists. I was not sure you were going to say it culturally most important for Britain in the late 70s, early 80s, but you're saying that ever existed. Well, they were one of the the, the triumvirate of of essential punk bands from, from the UK. And to me, that's the Sex Pistols, it's the Damned, and it's the Clash. I'm not even including my favourite stranglers in there. I mean, they were the three most important punk bands. You're talking literally three chords and the truth. Joe Strummer spitting. He couldn't even, like, he, in the early days he wasn't even singing. He was spitting through a half-empty gob with, with, like, no teeth and spitting out these these tales of, you know, boredom on the dole and how, you know, culture is all the still the Beatles and the Stones and what is there for us. Um, and, like, with very, very primitive musicianship, Himself and Mick, Mick Jones was a good guitarist, but himself and Paul Simonon, Simonon could barely play the bass, but then they had Topper Heaton, who was an incredible drummer. But he was the engine of the band and he was, he'd was he be so focused on stage that he'd be knackered after 10 minutes. He'd give it his all for 10 minutes and he just, you know, he, he'd, be, he'd use up all his energy in the first 10 minutes of the show. Um, but he'd still keep on going and you would never know. But he was absolutely knackered coming off stage after a set with The Clash. So The Clash broke up acrimoniously. Many people would say in 1982 after Mick Jones was kicked out, or 83. 
And then Joe was sort of in the wilderness. He was doing a bit of uh, filming, film work with Alex Cox. But he finally got back to making music full-time in 1999 with this album, Rock Art and the X-Ray Style, and just surrounded himself with people who, you know, who who could actually fulfil the vision that he had all those years later. And just three brilliant, brilliant albums. And then, of course, he was taken at 50. And, like, if, if there's another injustice as big as that for the music world, I, I, I don't know if, if I've seen it. What's your pick of the week, please? Oh, my pick of the week this week, Matt, is the new album from Dahi, which came out last Friday. Um, It's called I'm Here Now. Um, And as people have probably come to expect from Dahi, it's a feast for anyone who enjoys hearing um, kind of electronic collaborations. He's got a load of people on the album, including my sister. Um, So he has got um, Alvaredi. He's got Neil Dexter, um, which is actually the track that I, I chose for you this evening. It's yeah, Keep It For The Next One and there's a gorgeous video to go along with this um, single which came out alongside the album uh, that features Neil Dexter with his little baba daughter in it as well. Will you always That is Dahi. Briefly, so Taylor Swift is going to go to trial, D. Yeah, that's right. So we were talking about this only a few weeks ago and a judge had basically decided that there was no merit to the claim that Shake It Off had been plagiarised uh, based on another song called Play Is Gonna Play by a band called 3LW. Um, um, but now it's been decided um, by a court of appeals that the originality of the lyrics needs to be judged by a jury and not by a judge. Did we not solve this? <clears throat> I saw, thought we did. I thought we sorted this I out. thought we did and that yeah. We got Matt to say "Play is going to play" a yeah, number of times, that and that was great. I still listen back to that one. <laughs> Thank you very much, John Cadell, and D. Ready for being with us here on the Last Word and Stay FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper, weekdays from four thirty.